It's another race week and F1 heads to the Persian Gulf coastline for the first time since 2021 for the Qatar Grand Prix. After a year away where the track's been resurfaced and the infrastructure updated, F1 now begins a 10-year run racing around the LaSalle International Circuit. But what can we expect from this weekend? Well, diving into anything and everything alongside myself, Harry Benjamin, is a last-minute substitution it's Red Bull Racing podcast host talking. It's Talking Bull, isn't it? I've really butchered that, but we'll roll with it. It is Talking Bull, yeah. Talking Thanks, Bull Harry. host Nicola Hume. You know her. She's been on the show before. She's with me for the next 20 or so minutes. Uh, Callan is delayed at a Formula 3 test in Hareth, I believe. Uh, I was going to say, where is he? What happened? Yeah, he's at an F3 test and it's just running longer than he thought it would. So he's still at a track, so he actually can't join. So uh, that's that's what happens when people don't care about you, Harry. What, what I'm feeling, yeah, I don't feel like many people care about me today. It's very sad. Um, let's get on with it, shall we? Qatar. Um, you looking forward to it? Another night race? I always like a night race. Of course. I mean, it's a it's a big race, especially for uh, those of us that work for Red Bull. Um, it's it's a, a big weekend for us. I mean, it's it's been a, a very, very exciting Is last few weekends. Is it though? Because it's like, you know, he's going to win it. Like he's going to win it in the sprint regardless. He just got he's, ju- he's just got to finish in the points. That's all he's okay. going to do. I'm going to I'm going to tick tick the box and say anything could happen. We can't guarantee that he's definitely going to win. He's yeah he he yeah he's going to win it in the sprint, isn't he? He absolutely will. It's in a way you kind of it's a bit of a shame that it's going to happen in the sprint. It would have been amazing for it to happen in the main race. Yeah. Um. I mean, either way, it's this weekend, isn't it? So, and I'm actually I've I've booked in to record my session with him next week, so I can chat to him after he's won the world championship. That he's Ooh. definitely not likely because we don't know for definite might win. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only Perez, if Verstappen doesn't score any points for the rest of the year, Perez and Perez wins every single race. I think he could equal him in points, but even on countback, it would still be Verstappen, who's obviously got way more wins. So it is Verstappen's in the bag. Mighty Max Verstappen. Um, let's put that to one side because you're going to be focusing on that on your own podcast next week. And so are we probably next week as well, once he's actually won it. Um, but on the other side of the Red Bull program, um, Alpha Tauri, Dan, no Daniel Ricciardo again, but it looks like he might, be getting ready for for Austin to come back then. Yeah, but we thought he was getting ready for for Qatar. And then we we yeah. thought he was getting ready for the for the week before. And it's yeah, it it seems like a way more serious injury than we thought. I mean, obviously it was serious that he had to have an operation and stuff. But um, yeah, it's a it's a shame not to see him back. It, but also in the same way, I'm pleased that we get to see Liam Lawson race again. Mm. So it's there's like a sort of level feeling isn't there it's a shame we've got no daddy rick but yay liam what do you see the future for liam lawson because obviously i think maybe they're not rushing ricardo coming back now because they've confirmed ricardo sonoda that that's going to be the lineup for next year lawson's going to go back to being a reserve it, i don't think the williams seat is going to come around for for lawson now it sounds like Sargent, you know and as long as he doesn't have a horrific end to the year it sounds like they want him there or at least rebel might not put him there because you know, why would they only put him there for a year? Why would Williams only want him for a year? They've got their own young drivers. Where does that leave Lawson? I mean, yeah, it does. It leaves him as as reserve. But I mean, I don't know if you've seen the tweets and seen the rumours and stuff, but that there were rumours that he'll be a reserve driver with the possibility that he'll definitely have some sort of seat in 2025. Mm. So is it worth then just kind of staying as a reserve driver? It would be nice though, wouldn't it? If 
if he went to Williams kind of on loan just for a year and then he can just stay on track, keep racing and then just keep absolutely smashing it. And then by the time he then goes back to Red Bull or AlphaTauri or wherever he ends up in 2025, he'll be at the top of his game by then because he's already fantastic, isn't he? Yeah, I, I mean, he's impressed loads of people, I think, already. Uh, the fact, you know, this will be, what, his uh, fifth? Yeah, fifth race, fifth, fifth Grand yeah, Prix. Fifth, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, you know, and he has beaten Sonoda pretty much in every race, uh, but not always Sonoda's fault. Of course, he retired and didn't start in two of them. Um, but yeah, I think everyone thinks Lawson deserves a seat in the next couple of years at the very least. Um, so I think we'll think he gets one more Grand Prix and then likelihood Danny Ritt will be back for uh, Austin because then it's a bit of a triple header and Austin, they'll go big on Danny Rick there, won't they? Because they absolutely love him out there. It's a marketing well, of dream. Course. Of course. Um, <laughs> Outside of the title fight, and Red Bull have obviously wrapped up the constructors. Congratulations, by the way. Um, do you feel like you're a part of that win? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you not? Do you not have a t-shirt? I really wanted one of those t-shirts. So just to make it clear, I am, I'm not employed by Red Bull. I am freelance. I'm a freelance presenter, but I am the host of their podcast. So Whenever there's like a big Red Bull event and things like that, like I, I haven't gone. So I didn't go to like the big celebration parties. Or that's, like that's next year. You're on your probation that's still. Next year. That's next I'm year. I'm trying to sneak my way in a little bit more. <laughs> um, but that's all done and dusted. But there's actually still some really good like constructor fights to play out. Because if you look at the battle for second... That's on. 20 points between Mercedes and Ferrari. McLaren are closing in on Aston Martin. McLaren are, have taken an absolute leap. Aston Martin are struggling and they've only got one driver in the fight anyway. And then even actually, if you look at where Williams are in seventh, they're only nine points ahead of Haas, who are only two ahead of Alfa Romeo, who are only another five ahead of Alfa Tauri. And Alfa Tauri have looked like they've found some pace in the last couple of races. I think Alex Albon said, we're a bit worried about Alfa Tauri because all it takes is for them to get, you know, a sixth, seventh or an eighth. And they're right back in the front. And suddenly you, you find yourself, Williams could find themselves plumb last again if it all, all shapes up. That's how fine the margins are right now. And that's also how, how crucial Logan Sargent's role is right now, because otherwise everything is just being run by Alex Albon. You can't just have a one-man race. It's like watching Aston Martin and you're you're seeing the potential of where the team could have ended up this year. At the start of the season, Aston Martin, everyone's going, oh, wow, well, that's it. Aston Martin are going to absolutely smash constructors. They'll probably come second, third. They're going to be amazing. But because it's a one-driver race, essentially, is that the same situation for Williams? So are now Williams regretting holding on to Logan Sargent because really they're not getting any points out of him. Oh, I hate saying things like that. Yeah, but... I'm sure J he's lovely. James Vowles gave that whole massive speech, <laughs> didn't he? And he's like, we want Logan in the car. So it just feels like I, I've never seen, I think, that much of a public backing yeah. of a driver who's under pressure. Interesting. Yeah, I found that quite interesting. Interesting, but <laughs> they'll, really know, they'll, like, still, they'll still sack him. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Oh, oh, Logan. Poor old Logan boy. Yeah. Um, what is looking nice, though, away from the track stuff, and this has happened, what, literally in the last day or so. Um, we know this has been going on for like the last year. The FIA opened up the, the bidding for a new team, potentially two new teams. There's 10 on the grid at the moment. Technically, there can be 12. 
FIA opened it up. Many teams entered. Probably the biggest high-profile one was Andretti, the American team, with with Cadillac um, as a sort of running mate. Uh, and they have passed. They're the only ones to have passed the FIA tests. But now they've got one final phase where they have to pass the Formula One management tests. And it's mainly about how commercially viable are they? And I've been reading a lot about this in the last day or so because everyone just seems – it's 50-50. Everyone thinks, yeah, it'll get it's passed the FIA test and then F1 are just going to say no because they are aware that none of the teams want to want to split split the piece of the pie at 11th way. They'll dilute the prize pot, even if Andretti have to pay a bit more to cover it initially. But then the other side of it is, well, surely they are incredibly – commercially viable because they're an american team f1 wants to is cracking the american market with three american races two more seats on the grid it's what the fans want what do you what do you want nicola i i, I want andretti on on the track yeah. I, I think it would be fantastic to, to have an 11th team on board i mean if, i mean is it definitely going to then potentially be 11 or will we end up losing a team and it would just stay as 10 do we know that yet well, we don't, do well we? no the other the other side of it is you know if f1 don't want to look too bad because if f1 just go no we're not having you after they've clearly been proved viable by the fia um like it's, there's a massive conflict there anyway but you know the fia is saying yeah there you're good and then if f1 go no you're not then it's like well hang on what's the vetting process here is it just down to money and politics well it always is but i think there's talks of well we can't have an extra team but but Andretti, could you buy an existing team, perhaps? Could like Alpine or you know a Haas or a Williams for the right price? Surely everyone would sell for the right price. And F1 That's what it, I was thinking. Is an all time yeah. high. Yeah, I mean that could potentially. It would just be so much, so much more exciting, wouldn't it? See it have two extra cars on the track, two extra drivers. That would be cool, and I do think. Yeah, I mean, the idea of having an American team, they are an American team. Everyone, all of the drivers, all of the teams are pushing to be the the American team. They're, they're pushing to fight to be the one that wins over the Americans because oh. since Drive to Survive and things like that, the, the size of the sport has just completely exploded. So then you think of a big American teams like that, if they can then sign on Andretti, they've got Cadillac on board. If they then want to sign up Logan Sargent, everyone's on to a winner. The WTF1 podcast will be right back, but first a quick word from our sponsors at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn. Even I can do it. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash WTF1. That's linkedin.com slash WTF1 to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Back to the show. Uh, yeah, we'll see if that uh, happens or not. Um, but actually, well, you talk about signing up Logan Sargent. 
who would you have? Like in all seriousness, as you, if Andretti got got the all clear, happy days from 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 the next couple of years. They're going to get two two cars on the grid. Who are your drivers in those? Oh. I, I did. You- I, I had a little think about this earlier in the year, and I don't agree with this now. But at the time, I think I said. I would have um, Valtteri Bottas in one seat and like somebody like Colton Herter in the other. I don't agree with that lineup now, but that was what I thought at the start of the year when I, I gave a little prediction similar to that. See, Colton Herter was the guy that had this whole issue with the super license yeah. and all that kind of drama, didn't he, at the start of the season? So, but I, I mean, I can't, I don't really have an opinion on him because I haven't really seen him drive enough to kind of go, oh, well, let's definitely go for him. So I feel like I'm going to have to go for for some F1 drivers and say, bring back Seb Vettel. No, come <laughs> on. Let's bring back Seb, right? And because we can, because this is fantasy, right? We're playing a fantasy game. So I'm going to bring back Seb. <laughs> Shocking. And then, well, I mean, he's available. So let's have Liam Lawson. It's not a bad shout, is it, actually? Yeah, it's not, it's not an awful shout. I would, oh, I still think they'd want an American. They'd have to or go do, for an American. Or do you think? Do you think they can go for like a sneaky bring back Latifi? <laughs> Who? Um, bring back Latifi. No, he's 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 studying now to be like a lawyer or something. Um, yeah, but so is Nick DeVries, but he's still back with Formula E. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like and I'm just going through the list of Andretti drivers. Like they've got drivers from all over like the world that signed up to their seat series. Let's Jamie, have a look. Jamie Chadwick races for them. Um, oh. Oh, yes. And apparently Rodin... Let's Car- make history. Come on. Apparently Rodin Carlin were uh, uh, trying to be a team and they were going to say one of their drive, one of their seats was going to be for Jamie Chadwick, um, which would have oh. been uh, which would have been amazing. Um, oh, that would be... Am- I'd, I'd cry. That'd I be still amazing. think the best the best course of action for, 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 for an Andretti would be to have a, a, a driver of experience and mm-hmm. then a young up-and-comer so I so the drive oh, so almost like Seb Vettel and uh, Liam Lawson yeah okay cool no but you'd need one of them to be American <laughs> probably the up and comer so you would probably go for like I mean Colton Herter finished 10th in the IndyCar championship series right. um, this year I'm just trying to see who else uh, Roman oh no he's, he's suing them now as Grosjean apparently um, Ooh, let's brush past that oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to stick with Colton Herter. If he's got the super license points, I reckon Colton Herter in one seat and then the the voice of experience. May, you know what? Maybe like a Nico Hulkenberg. <gasps> yeah. You know, he's come back, had a hell of a year, you know, and he's with an American team already. And he could align, you know, Andretti is a bit of a bigger team, obviously, they would be with, with Cadillac, who are part of General Motors, yeah, go on. Lock, I'm locking that in. Hulkenberg can we, can we do, and Herter. Wait, oh, sounds wait, good as wait, well. Wait, Hulkenberg wait, and Herter. Wait, wait, wait. What? what? Because if Hulkenberg's then going to go there, then what are we going to do? Bring back Mick Schumacher? Well, no, 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 no. He's he's going off to Alpine in, in the World Endurance Championship. Uh, you, yeah, it would be Magnussen and... Um, Oh, but now you've got getting, to fill all the seats. Now no, we're you getting have to fill all the whole, seats. Oh, no. Because the, the problem is, is you, the moment that you said Bottas, I was like, well, now you've taken someone from Alfa Romeo and now okay, we to fill that good. seat. Okay, Magnussen and Bottas. Ah, has. There you go. Yeah, but then got someone's it. now got to fill a seat at Alfa Romeo. Oh, but that'll become Audi. And so that will be, um, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Lando, Lando Norris. Okay. And, 
and Joe Guanyu. Nice. Okay, so now let's fill Lando's seat. Uh, so then Lando's seat will be filled by um oh who's on their reserve driver list? They've got like a million people on their list. Um let's go with Oh no, I was gonna say Alex Pillow, but he's now suing them as well. Um <laughs> this, is, this has been a really successful oh, no. conversation. Oh no, who is it? Who is it? I didn't think this through. Um <laughs> Rio Hirakawa, the Japanese driver that just signed as reserve. Right. Okay. Done. Well, well done. done that's a really it's random done. lineup, but done. that sounds great. Yeah. You're well, that, right. Did we did we get your answer? Who did you say? Uh, well, I agree with exactly what you said. <laughs> <laughs> You've completely confused my brain, Harry. Let's just focus. Andretti drivers. Who are you having? Yeah. Two drivers on the grid. Who, I said who, I wanted Seb Vettel and Liam Lawson. Oh, that was well, a I serious suggestion. Oh, wow. Yeah, why can't, why can't we have Seb back? Because he's There's not, he's not good enough. He's not good enough anymore. Yes, he is. No, he's not. No, he's not. Why not put him in the right car? I mean, look at, look at, like, Stroll was beating Vettel. And look at Stroll against Alonso. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably, you're probably right. <laughs> like I, I rate like Vettel's a brilliant man, was a great driver, but you know, I think he had his peak. It was but, the longer hair it started slowing him down, wasn't exactly. it? it was bad, That's bad a whole other conversation. We've somehow got <laughs> to the end of that conversation. Let us know who you would have uh, as as in the seats for the eleventh team. If and they let's get see a team. if off the top of their, your head you can name the entire <laughs> the entire grid that Harry just named because <laughs> that was so confusing. <laughs> I got it in my brain, so that's I fine. I don't know. Speaking of driver moves, um, big news today. Aston Martin have announced that they're going to join the hypercar category in the World Endurance Championship and the American Sports Car Championship with their Adrian Newey-designed Valkyrie, which is awesome. There's so many big-name manufacturers joining this hypercar series in World Endurance. Um, now, I, I put out a tweet, which went kind of mad. Could this be the solution? for Aston Martin and Lance Stroll because I know I know I know he is only there because it's his team it's his dad literally bought him a team but there's got to come a point where you've got to realize Lance Stroll is never going to be an F1 world champion and he's not scoring any points so he's got to be moved aside gently where better to land than in a plush Aston Martin Valkyrie how much is the Aston Martin Valkyrie compared to an F1 car? I'm just thinking well, of the potential cost. of him crashing it. Oh. <laughs> I think there's also only one. So. Yeah, this is, so this is my, because I saw your tweet and I was like, oh yeah, good idea. And then I went, oh no, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> right, you, you and the 50,000 other people that saw it. <laughs> I, I, but the thing is, like, it would be a nice, you know, you're staying within the Aston Martin family. You can go and because they, they in, in World Endurance, if you're not familiar, they have three drivers per car. So, you know, you could stick him with, with some, you know, renowned sports car drivers. And, and Lance has done a bit of endurance racing in the past as well. And, you know, winning WEC and, and winning Le Mans, being a champion in that is probably just, is, is right up there with, with winning an F1 race and winning an F1 World Championship. So, surely, that wouldn't be Stroll and, and, and Father Stroll wouldn't see that as a failure. It would just be, okay, let's put Lance in, in our, in our, to spearhead our sports car team. And then we have Alonso and we bring alongside him Yuki Tsunoda with a Honda connection. And, and, and then you've got two cars that, you know, you've clearly got a number one or a number two there, but Tsunoda can score points. 
I mean, I can see, I can see your brain thinking there, and I can see that you're the the dream that's happening. The problem is, is Lance Stroll's dream is to be an F1 champion. That's but it's it. never going to happen, that's even if he dream, stays man. in that car. That's it. But that's it. That's his dream. He wants to do it. He will forever want to be an F1 driver. And for any F1 driver, they're a completely different type of person to the rest of us. It's not like we've. It's not like I've gone. My dream is to be manager of Marks and Spencers. All right, I'll settle for Tesco's. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't work like that. I want to. I want to be an F1 driver. I want to be an F1 champion. Says Lance Stroll. Says his dad. I will help you do that. We will do that together. And they try to build him up and get there. Having a little sort of side thing and then taking him away from his potential dream. I can't see it happening as much as all of us are being realistic and saying i don't think you're quite going to get there to be a driver and to give up on that formula one champion dream i can't see it happening unless his dad forces him to do it is the only thing i could think that might happen if aston martin fall to fifth in the constructors by the end of the year because only alonso is scoring points surely You've got to go. And I've said this. I've had this whole debate. I've even said, you know, surely the board can can do something. And then someone, and then I think somebody came back to me. Yeah, it, the board is Lawrence Stroll. So, so That's the thing. That's the thing. So, so, but surely he's not a stupid man. He's a smart man. And he knows, you know, full, like Lance is not a bad driver. You don't get a podium in your first season. You don't get a pole position. And you don't perform well uh, in, in racing craft by being a bad driver. And you don't win mm-hmm. junior formula by being a bad driver. He's not a bad driver, but he's been trounced by Alonso. And Alonso is one of the, the is the of the highest caliber. So it's always going to be a tough ask. But the simple matter is that Lance is not scoring points when Aston Martin need two drivers that can score points and bank it for a team that want to perform well and ultimately sell the Aston Martin brand. I just... I just can't. I just can't see. I can't see Lance ever stepping away from the team. I just can't see it ever happening. But having having the Valkyrie is an amazing moment for Aston Martin. That car yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, right? It's like a it's like a work of art. I mean, naturally, because Adrian Newey had to say so. <laughs> so you know that it's a masterpiece. That car, every single nook and cranny, every single bolt, every single curve, every single inch movement of something has been thought about inside that car it's a thing of beauty i'm so excited to watch the world endurance championship next year if you're not watching it you've got to because that hypercar cat has got every manufacturer under the sun in it and mm-hmm. i think rogue rumor that i'm starting bringing back my rogue rio hirakawa japanese driver being announced as a reserve at mclaren everyone's like oh is that is this a sign of toyota coming back to, to f1 some way with mclaren oh I don't think it is. I think it's the other way around. Oh. I think McLaren are going to go to hypercar and run a Toyota, sort of be supplied by Toyota. That's what I think is going to happen. You heard it here Interesting. first. Heard Interesting. Heard it here first. But this isn't the World Endurance Championship podcast. This is an F1 podcast. And let's come oh, yeah. back to this weekend. <laughs> let's round out the show. Back to Qatar. Um, how do you think... Uh, the Grand Prix is going to turn out outside of Max Verstappen and Red Bull being up there. Do you think Perez can be back on form and who are going to be, who's going to be the best of the rest? Okay. So I think the McLarens are going to be the ones to watch. 
um, because they have been for the last few races anyway. Oscar Piastri is really just race to race, really proving himself to be incredibly impressive, isn't he? Also, I don't know if you saw the tweet today, but I th- I'm not sure if him and Lando get along very well. No, I can't. No, I think that's all. I mean, I'm not sure they're Bezzy mates. I think it's fake. They're not. I'm not sure they're Bezzy mates, but like, I don't think they're like, you know, Rosberg and Hamilton. No, okay, that's all right then. Well, I mean, talking of talking of Hamilton, they he doesn't seem to be getting along the best with George at the moment. It's all very heated. It's very exciting. I need my popcorn to sit down and watch all the drama. Oscar Piastri is one of the loveliest men. I spent um, three minutes in a lift with him uh, in Heathrow and multiple other people uh, as we were getting, <laughs> as we were leaving Heathrow to go to the airport, to go to the airport car parking. And uh, he's just, a, I think I told this story in the last podcast, but he's just, he's just a lovely man. He, he, he like pressed the button for somebody and, you know, he's an F1 driver and nobody else knew that he was an F1 driver in that lift. Oh and my I, God, guys, he just, pressed a button. Yeah, Crazy. He, uh, amazing. So amazing. Um, well, look, we are out of time for McLaren's this week. McLaren's is what I'm saying for this the weekend. McLaren's. Watch out, watch out for the McLaren's. I agree with you. And and their wind tunnel is only just online. And you think, okay, so all of these upgrades and steps you've made, this is before your new wind tunnel has come online? Mm. What the hell is going to happen now? It's exciting. It's really exciting. It is exciting. I am excited for Formula One again. I think once we've got this Verstappen Championship out of the way, it will get good. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) And as always, you can hear Max Verstappen uh, probably within the next month talking to Nicola on the Talking Bull podcast. Yes, Um, thank you very much. But, Actually, can I can I plug can I plug that? Yes, my, yeah, uh, that oh, of course you can. My yeah. latest episode with considering Checo you were a last minute week. substitute, you absolutely can. Thank plug. you. So my latest episode with Checo, and what's really nice is we it's not just the driver, it's driver and driver engineer. Oh. So it was Checo and his engineer Hugh Bird that I sat down with. So that episode has just gone live, so you can listen to that in all of your usual podcast places uh, and on the Red Bull Racing YouTube channel. And when I record with Max, it will be Max and GP. Oh, that'll be cool. Well, which is very exciting. If you can wangle in a question to GP about Paul DeResta, that would be fat. Because <laughs> he was DeResta. He was DeResta's engineer. And as most people know now, I am a Paul DeResta fan. So just, if you can wangle it in, if you can wangle it in. Well, the first thing that I need to say to Max, because as, what was it, the last race? Well, the, no, because the last race, he sat down and Lando's gone, oh, I'm on the Max Verstappen po- podcast. Oh, yeah. And Max Verstappen said, I don't even like podcasts. And there's I was your like, first oh, question. Excuse me. So I'm going to give him the opportunity to apologize to me as he sits in the Red Bull factory on the Red Bull podcast. <laughs> can't, can't wait for that one. <laughs> they might tell me I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if it makes the final cut. Um, look. Nick, thanks so much for your time. That is it. We are out of time. The Qatar Grand Prix gets going literally in the next couple of days. So make sure you're following and subscribed to the WTF1 social and YouTube channels for all the very latest. And uh, me and hopefully Callan will be back next week uh, to look back at all things Qatar. Um, but in the meantime, for myself, Harry Benjamin, and from Nicola Hume, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>